Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And today is a very special day, 150 days of Bible reading. Congratulations. If you've been on this journey from day one to now, congratulations. 150 days of reading the Bible. It is significant. Well done. Good job on reaching this milestone. If you're joining us for the first time, feel free to head back to day one and start this Bible reading plan. On day one is designed to build upon itself. Get all 365 days clocked into your Bible reading journey. Hey, it is awesome to have you here with me today. We're back in Auckland after our time away. It's nice to be home, man. Looking forward to another great seven days as we continue on our journey through the Bible. Speaking of which, let's talk about what scriptures we're going to be reading today. Psalm 68, 21 to 27, John 19, 1 to 27, and 1 Samuel 26, 1 to 28, 25. So those are our scriptures for today. Let's talk brews. And today we are back with the espresso all press espresso blend. Now you remember we tried this the other day as an espresso and it was delightful. But I thought to myself, look, it is an espresso blend, but we have to try it still through the Chemex and through the plunger. So today we're going with the Cle- the Chemex. We're going with the Chemex and I'm excited to give this a try, looking forward to seeing what flavors we can pull from this and if it measures up to it uh, to the espresso as you know, the filter is the opposite end of what it should really be used for. So let's give this a try and see how it feels today. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not got lots and lots of flavor coming through. Yeah, it's quite malty. There's a little bit of a sweetness to it. It's quite nice. I would have this as a Chemex, but it's not It's not giving me any high-end flavor. It's still mid-range in terms of what it's offering me on the palate. Uh, I I like it. I'm probably going to go 5.5. 5.5 out of 10 for this one. It's okay. It's nothing special. It is an espresso blend for the espresso machine. So maybe you're asking it to do too much. There you go. Definitely as an espresso, I like it. 5.5 as a Chemex. That's enough for the bruise though. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. In our psalm today, we get to celebrate the triumph of God. Our God is a triumphal God. Or triumphant? Triumphant God. Triumphal? Triumphant. He is, triumph is his business. (laughs) This psalm specifically focuses on the triumph that God has over evil and over evil nations and empires. God has already triumphed, right? At the end, we will win. Okay? Human pride and inflated arrogance will one day be humbled before the majesty of God's just and fair rule. Look at how David today describes this triumphal victory. Surely God will crush the heads of his enemies. God's not just going to be victorious, okay? There's going to be a crushing of heads, which sounds quite good. I'll be honest, if you're an enemy of God, I'd be quite afraid. But if you're not an enemy of God, you're going to get to watch him crush some heads, stomp on some fools. Now, That's the God that we serve, okay? The God that we serve, he's not uh, impartial and he's not disinterested. The God that we serve is, he is a victorious God. He is passionate about you and he is going to get the victory. The thing to remember is that uh, the triumph might not look like what you wanted it to look like. In Jesus, 
and his greatest triumph, it didn't look good for Jesus the entire time. Jesus triumphed over sin and death, but he had to die on the cross first himself, receiving a a brutal punishment before the triumph was experienced. Some would have thought that this was his ultimate defeat, but it wasn't. God takes what looks like defeat and can use it for our greatest victories. It's wild that three separate times, Pilate insisted that Jesus was innocent. He even tried to get out of allowing Jesus' death, but in the end, he was too weak to act uh, as his conscience was leading him. He caved into the pressures of people and he turned him over to be crucified. You might remember us already talking about how I don't really rate Pilate's leadership that much in a couple of the early devotionals. The following hour was one of the darkest hours that Jesus faced. Jesus was flogged. A crown of thorns was put on his head. He was struck in the face and he was handed over, handed over to be crucified, stripped naked, and the soldiers gambled over his undergarments. What's crazy it is, is that if you just read it at face value, you, you might think to yourself, man, Jesus was being like beaten and bruised and bullied for no reason. But if you read it within context, you realize that scripture was being fulfilled all along the way. All throughout the passage, we read about Jesus being mocked as king. There's even a sign in three languages that gets put up so that everyone could read it. I don't know about you, but to me, it's pretty interesting how what the enemy meant for mocking and shaming, God used for proclaiming. Jesus is God's king. He is our king. He's the king of love, hidden and silent. Jesus is a king who triumphs over darkness, evil and sin. And tomorrow we read the words, it is finished. Jesus completed his mission to bear the world's sin on his shoulders and to bring victory to all those who believe in their hearts and call upon his name. Victories are not easy to get though. They generally come after many difficulties and sometimes failures. Yes, you can have easy wins for sure when you're doing things that don't cost you much or don't stretch you personally. But the victories that mean the most often cost us the most and require the most from us. When you look at Saul's life, it's sad to see how far he really fell. He went from being the spirit-filled man of God, overcoming evil and getting victory all across the land to being in need of consultation from the witches that he had expelled. For those of us who believe that the God of the Old Testament is only one of wrath, anger, and judgment, Look at what God says in, says to Saul in chapter 28, verse 19. He says, tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. Wow. In spite of all that Saul had done, the Lord poured out grace and mercy on Saul and saved him and his family. In this passage, we also see the words in David's character. He joins the Philist- the worst, sorry, not the words, the worst in David's character. You see words in his character. You see the worst in David's character. He joins the Philistines. He lives by deceit and murders women and children. He sinks to the lowest depths to hide what he's doing. The Bible's showing us that David is far from perfect, and yet God uses him despite his failings and failures. The God we serve is not a God who cancels. He's a God who corrects, encourages, and covers us with grace and with mercy. That's our God. This is not to say that he condones or encourages sin, but he doesn't in the busyness Sorry, he's not in the business of canceling people. And in the busyness of life, he doesn't go around canceling people for their sin. We also see that David is at his best in our passage today. He refuses to take revenge on Saul, even when he had the chance to. He respected Saul for the position and the authority that he held. The life of David teaches us not to expect instant success or victory. God actually prepares us through the years of obscurity, difficulty, and even defeat or failure. But before you think, 
before you think that uh, that's only some of the time. It's often the time. We think that sometimes God takes us on the long way around sometimes, but often I've found that it's through the obscurity, difficulty, defeat, and even sometimes what looks like failure. That's what God is using to help us prepare for the victory. So how are we going to respond? I pray that I would respond like David did, with love, honor, and respect for those around me. Verse of the day. Yes, verse of the day today, John 19, 17 says, Carrying his own cross, he went out to the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. Jesus carries his own cross, and he calls us to carry our own cross too. If we want to be his disciples, we have to be willing to carry our cross just like our Savior. This isn't a once-off call, though. This is a daily call. Are you willing to carry yours today? And that is it for the Daily Brew Day 150, done and dusted. Thank you so much for joining me here in my kitchen in Auckland, New Zealand. Great to have you with me through another day. 150 days done and dusted. You should be so proud of yourself if you've done this journey from day one to day now, getting all of those 150 days done. We're only a few days in though. We still have a long way to go through the Bible. In the next couple of days, we're going to be starting some new books. Very excited to get into those. A massive thank you to everybody who's already throughout this journey followed the podcast and rated the podcast on every channel available to us and to you on YouTube for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Make sure you go and check it out if you're listening and you haven't watched it yet. Go have a look at some of the awesome other devotional content we've got available. We've got some awesome stuff there that's going to help you in your walk with God. Hey, that is it though for today. If it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of The Daily Brew.